Welcome back, Seahawks fans, to the newest episode of the Seahawks Nest Podcast. I'm your host, Nathan Santa, joined, as always, by the Groot to my Rocket Raccoon. It's Kevin Garber. Kevin, how you doing? I am Groot. And our very own Star-Lord. That's right. It's Eric Ronnebeck. Eric, how you doing, buddy? Uh, you know, uh, dumb and hapless, sure. I kind of thought maybe I was going to be Drax, so uh, I'll take whatever I can get. For the first time in quite some time. You're going to be Drax, next. but we couldn't see you. Uh, yeah, the thing is, do do you want to be dragged? I mean, you, we, I made you the lead, bro. Yeah. You're the the lead. Speaking of leads, <laughs> hey oh, no, oh yeah, professional position. Uh, we have to we have to start off with something that didn't happen this week <laughs> because we gotta we gotta dig back in this year book because today uh, DK Metcalf went on the Up and Adams show with Kay Adams on FanDuel TV. Up and Adam. Uh, no, Up and Adams because her name is Kay Adams. Okay. <laughs> Just, just but actually, it, Kevin. pretty, pretty, pretty fun. She's a pretty fun interviewer. That's usually pretty good. But of course, since my guy DK was on there, had to watch. And so I, I pulled, I pulled a little piece of the interview here. I, I edited it down a little bit just to make it a little shorter. So Eric, I want Eric. I specifically want to hear from you on this. Uh, this is DK's uh, recollection of of what happened uh, in the Lions game, uh, Cartgate, Cartgate, twenty twenty two. You ready? Yes. Okay. Here we go. All right. So this is the full story. So this is the middle of the drive. And I come out for a play, and I told my my uh, receivers coach, I was like, hey, I got to go to the bathroom. He was like, you got to pee or do a number two. I said, I got to do a number two. And then it went away for like <laughs> 10 seconds. So I was like, all right, I'll go back in the game. But when I was back in the game, the feeling came back up. So we, we ended up scoring like two plays later. And so I run back to the sideline, and they had a cart ready for me. So the head trainer was like, you got to go to the bathroom. I was like, yeah. He was like, there's a cart down there. I'm like, bro, I'm not taking a cart. So then the equipment manager comes up and was like, hey, it's a cart down there. I think you should go ahead and go. Pete wanted me to do it on the sideline. I'm like, no, I got too much respect. <laughs> so I can't, I can't do it on the sideline. I can't, so no. I hopped on the cart and went to the locker room. I was actually mic'd up that game, too. So this is, this is like, <laughs> yes, because it was like the first week of the season our special teams coach is uh, Larry Izzo and he got a game ball for taking a shit on the sideline when he <laughs> so Pete was oh like if Larry can do it then you can do it and I'm like I'm not like Larry I don't want to be like Larry <laughs> okay Eric what do you think man do you think you should have gone on the sidelines or do you think the cart was the move uh, as a as a guy who you know also like DK, this is probably one of the many ways DK and I are alike, uh, is that I also like my privacy. Um, I love the fact when he said, I so I didn't need to go, and then 10 seconds later it came back. Like, what? I didn't know what DK rela- was a- all of my third graders. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, what a, re- what a relatable thing to, to say, though, right? Like, what so relatable. Yeah. That's- yeah, I wonder, they have the blue tent for concussions. Would they have rolled out the brown tent for that? Ah, uh, yeah. Oh, you see all sorts of weird stuff happen on the sidelines. Uh, the Odell Beckham Jr. Memorial Brown Tent. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm glad so, DK went to the back. Yeah, I, I think it's funny that, that the best part of that story was, was that Pete, Pete wanted him to go and that Larry Izzo got a game ball <laughs> when he was with the Patriots. Which is the most Bill Belichick story out of nowhere all of a sudden. took it Because he took a dump on the sidelines. He probably took a dump in that tent. That's probably like like why he uh, why he did it. So I don't know, man. It just That's just too much. 
it's just I just couldn't believe the 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 story. I just thought that's funny. So yeah, check out check out that uh that show. Okay, okay, the the whole interview. Check out the whole interview with uh K and the what was it called? It's up and Adams. Up and Adam. Up and Adams. Up and Adams. Thank you, thank you. I closed I closed the I deleted it from my notes before I get back through one more Doggles. plug out there. Doggles. Okay. Anyway, uh, that. That was a that was big news. Another big news for the Seattle Seahawks that has nothing to do with the Seattle Seahawks. You ready? Denver has dealt star outside <laughs> linebacker Bradley Chubb to the Dolphins for a package that includes the 2023 first round pick that Miami acquired from the San Francisco 49ers per Adam Schefter. So my favorite part about this is that it is now official. The the San Francisco 49ers and the Miami Dolphins have finished their trade for Trey Lance. The 49ers have traded Trey Lance. They got tra- they received Trey Lance. They traded out Jalen Waddle, Ty- Tyreek Hill, and Bradley Chubb. Those are the players that the uh, the Miami was able to acquire with those three picks. I think Miami did all right. I think wow. I, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Dolphins took a f- huge dub <laughs> this trade. Uh, yeah, especially considering they already kind of had the key. Dolphins taking such uh, a huge dub. Pete asked him to do it on the sideline. Yeah, exactly. Do that on the do that number two on the sidelines. Uh, this is great news for the Seahawks, of course, because we own the number one overall pick of the Denver Broncos. So now we, uh, I mean, it's not like they're going to try to lose. They ha- they ha- don't have a first or second round pick. They are going to try to win every game. But this does make their team worse. Did you see they then turned around and dealt the fourth that they got back? Um, to so they got a first and a fourth for Chubb, and then dealt the fourth for uh, Jacob Barton. Yeah, they dealt the like fourth. They aren't even trying to get as much draft capital as possible. Like, what are they doing? <laughs> they want well. There's no reason not to try to compete this year, and I think they they knew they needed another secondary pass rusher. Like they have they have Browning. He's pretty good. Like they have a, they have a primary pass rusher still that will be successful, Baron Browning. But they 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 aren't going to be able to afford to re-sign Chubb. That's the repercussions of signing uh, Russell Wilson to a quarter billion dollar contract. That'll do it. And then and then. So because of that, they don't have the money to resign Chubb, and you know they so they needed a secondary pass rusher. Jacob Martin is cheap; he's pretty good. Uh, yeah, we we know Jacob Martin, <laughs> ex Seahawk. He's a good ex situational Russell pass Wilson rusher. Best friend. He's a situational <laughs> pass rusher and and little more right. So good for him. Uh, Broncos. The um, the other thing I heard is that the uh, the Broncos also offered uh, a third rounder to get Drew Locke back. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, so so. <laughs> Okay, you guys ready to get into it? The last week's game, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. You know what? Once again, we don't have to start with the, the, the dessert. We don't have a dessert. Uh, it's all dessert. dessert vegetables. It's all it's all delicious. It is a rich steak dinner with a molten lava cake at the end. I just there's nothing nothing bad. Let's start there's with five offense, ways of winning. I want to start. I want to start on <laughs> offense with the offensive line, which means I'm coming to you, Kevin. Uh, okay, woo. Uh, let's start with this. Austin Blythe versus Kyle Fuller. Kyle Fuller was better, right? Uh, corporate would like you to tell me the difference between these two pictures. Uh, okay. <laughs> Kyle Fuller was cheaper. That's true. There. That's very true. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I, d- I didn't see a huge difference. Did you think it was really odd that we used a right guard rotation in this game? Uh, 38 snaps of Phil Haynes, 26 snaps of Gabe Jackson. I think that kind of says that the team still thinks that Jackson should be the starter. Um, I don't know if play says that, though. I mean, he was good in this game. He was, but just uh, overall. Allowed- Allowed one pressure, and actually, the thing that impressed me about Gabe Jackson is he made some very notable run blocks in this game. Uh, a, a thing that has been kind of missing from our offense, in my opinion, is like 
really notable run blocks by the offensive linemen. Yeah, even like, Lucas, who we were looking forward to having road graded in the preseason, hasn't really been able to do that a lot in the season. Right. And so so then we, we had those really notable run blocks by by Gabe Jackson and then this play. And it's like I see what they what they're seeing. He's not fully healthy, I think. That's the that's the problem. They can't get him back in there fully because he's he's still dinged up. I think if the team is has uh, its eyes on the prize, which is at this point, we're playing for playoffs, right? Eric, would you agree with that? Yeah. This, this team, this team's goal now is to make don't, the playoffs. Don't 100%. ask me. Ask Pete Carroll. Pete's he, goal always taking He's talking the, Super Bowls. Dude, he is talking trash reporters because no one uh-huh. gave him any credit. Uh, yeah, we, we're all in on the playoffs. Uh, yeah, Pete had some had some <laughs> great some great quotes that I wrote uh, wrote down uh, from this, but it's just like. I think it, he has a chip on his shoulder right now, right? Yeah. That he he looks at what the what the team did or what people said about the team before the season and and really just I don't know. It's 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 really it's really incredible you know to happened? watch this team. It reminded him of his exit at USC. It reminded him of his exit at the NFL. People wrote him off. But you know what? Right back. Shelby Harris said something like that too. That, that people write us off and we're not writing back or something. That, me, that said, must have come up in a. He said that must have come up in a team meeting. He said something like people wrote us off, but but to hell with them or something. He had his own. He's like, I'm going to get my own shirt. And people were like, Nah, we like Gino's shirt. Yeah, I, just, <laughs> I think I think it's just amazing, like the way that the team the teams really. I don't know. Like we we look we look really good. Uh, like here's what Pete said. Okay, I, f- I finally found it in my notes. It said, um, "I hate that we were crappy early in the year and we weren't doing stuff right, but we held on to it and we knew. We felt like we knew where we could go and we're getting going. You know, all the people that doubt, like you're losing. We run the ball too much. You don't understand football <laughs> and he can't stay up with the new game and all that kind of stuff. That's a bunch of crap. I'm telling you. Look, we're doing fine. We're all right. We're improving day in and day out." P. Carroll, P. Carroll's got got the gotta chip. Those man. are he's, pointed he's, words. The definition he, of pointed words. That's the example. He's got the right to be cocky. The coaching job on this season is incredible. Putting Gino in a position where he was able to build his confidence with a lot of early looks early in the season, like a lot of easy looks early in the season. Uh, the offensive line coaching up two rookie tackles, like that's not a recipe for success. And they've coached them up. Not only did they pick two good players, but they coached them up to be successful. You look at rookies contributing up and down the roster. Yeah, it's 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 impressive. Now, speaking of opinions about um, about opinions about coaching and and the Russell Wilson trade and what we did this offseason, um, I have I have here a, a an opinion from from one of our friends on Reddit. Um, so it's time for it's this. I was going to just work it in whenever I could. And I think this seems like a great spot for it. It's time for our favorite segment. You guys ready? Brandon. It's time for I- idiot Denver Broncos fan. So <laughs> names being workshopped. <laughs> this is by ink blot. Sam 20, uh, 29 days ago. I'm 29 days ago, man. Okay. You're saying this because Seattle fans have been embarrassingly spoiled for a decade. The rich people problems you're complaining about from the winningest quarterback in NFL history through 10 years with the second most touchdowns in that span, a nine times pro bowler with the fourth highest QB rating of all time are because you don't have any idea how lucky you've been. If you think it's frustrating watching Russ's hero ball or him taking too long to get to the line of scrimmage while he wins you game after game after game 
You're going to want to throw yourself out a window watching Gino put up 12 points a game or Drew Locke hitting the Gatorade table every time he throws long bombs to nobody on third and two. You just traded away your QB for years of rusted out Ford Impalas with blown gaskets, and you're not over here telling us you're not going to miss your Maserati because the heated seats didn't always warm evenly. You know, I'm just insulted that they had Ford sitting right there from Puna and reached for an Impala. Well, I mean, he's he's talking a lot about the quarterbacks in that one. So let's go to the quarterback. The quarterback, Geno Smith. 34 pass attempts, 23 completions, two touchdowns. Uh, looked just incredible. Average at the target, 8.4 yards in this game. Quick time to throw, Kevin. 2.88 seconds. He's getting it out on time. Also had four scrambles. I really thought this was a just a, a great performance from Geno Smith across the board. Uh, what did you What did you notice, Kevin? Uh, as as Geno with Geno Smith here. Uh, I thought that the Giants were really leveraging their front seven and trying to make sure that uh, that the Seahawks couldn't beat them by running the ball and Tyler Lockett had himself a really off game and Gino did an excellent job of just keeping the drive going, uh, check downs to running backs. Um, that little boot action into the flat was open for him and he was just taking it every single time. And whether it was a tight end or a running back, you led me right into the next note, Kevin, which was that, which was for Eric, the, the, the amount of different guys that Gino threw to, to in this game. It was like uh, he was like point guard Gino out there. Like everyone was getting in on the act. Yeah. What like, was it? it was nine, crazy. nine guys, 10 guys, nine, nine, it was nine guys. Yeah. yeah. Nine different, nine different players had a reception in this game. Uh, which, which, uh, which, which was your favorite? Was it the 21 yard reception to Travis Homer? Uh, <laughs> block, was, block God, re- the return of the block yeah, God. Last week I said, you were like, who, who else is going to be a running back? I'm like, Travis Homer, isn't he come back? And you're like, isn't he injured? I'm like, I, yeah, still he was, yeah, but, and he just, but you know what? He heard his name. The, the Homer signal like went a, up. Exactly. It had been three days since he had fallen, so he rose again. You know, it was like <laughs> low key, low key. My favorite reception was Colby bl- Parkinson. Like, oh yeah, the five that yards. Was a nice little play. Yeah, it was a nice little play. But I also thought, man, he's breaking it. Nope, he's not. You have my, <laughs> you have my favorite part. Parkinson of has great has stuff? great football hair. Yes, he has he does. great football. In the words of Scott Gifford, great football. He's hair. like Luke Wilson with thicker calves <laughs> and the ability to block um, <laughs> and catch. <laughs> So uh, Travis Homer, my favorite thing on his catch, though, was when he turns up the sideline and the announcer is clearly surprised to figure out that Travis Homer is actually fast. Oh, yeah. Like he, he, he actually says, and he has some speed. And like, like, hey, they decent he was... announcing crew this week. We didn't have like the, uh, the we, we the had, we've had Sanchez. We've had Sanchez two weeks in a row now, and I've actually been pretty impressed with with his ability to uh to, to call the game and, and be the color guy. I've, I've I'm I'm. I'm happy when he's our guy now. I think like Sanchez's I, thing is that he sounds like he's one of those people you're like, is he rooting for the other team? And then you realize, no, he's just rooting for whoever he thinks the coolest thing that could happen at this exact moment is. Yes. And if that he's, happens to be for your team, that's cool. And if not, then he is rooting for the other team because that's what he thinks is the coolest right now. His, his loves football. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's kind of infectious. OK, Eric, hey. coming back to you, though, for DK Metcalf. DK Metcalf last week leaves the game. Patel Pateller injury. Yeah, and he's everyone thinks he's, he's not carted he's, off with a non bathroom cart. Yeah, this is not the poop cart. This is the real cart. Yeah, and, and DK DK's out, and and man, he was back in this one. Congrats to both of you for not doing a Pateller. I hardly knew her joke. Tempting. <laughs> uh, so DK after the game, they said, you know, when did you know that you were going to play? And he was like, Monday. I knew I was going to play Monday. <laughs> so I don't know if he like 
I don't know, like maybe his kneecap just slipped a little and he got scared. Um, did did Russ leave the Wolverine blood behind for DK? <laughs> Russ Russ left the Wolverine blood, the bubbles. Uh, yeah, pro- he's DK, got nano Wolverine blood bubbles. Yeah, and uh, he probably stuffed one of those eat the balls in his pads. So um, <laughs> DK was okay there. Uh, no, I mean, DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett were were maybes for this game. And it was kind of scary because I was like, okay, well, Marquise Goodwin has been decent and maybe he's going to be our dude and Tyler or DK will be a D a decoy. And uh, no, both of them showed up with great games. Actually, Tyler Lockett, my favorite catch was the Tyler Lockett redemption catch. After the drop in the fumble. Oh, on that double fumble. move on the sideline. Yeah, that was If nice. there's one guy that does not deserve to have a, a Jermaine curse game, it's Tyler Lockett. <laughs> um and but he had the Jermaine Curse redemption and uh you know it's that's Mr. Seahawk that's like the one guy in well you know 40 years of watching Seahawk football um the one guy I would be comfortable with calling Mr. Seahawk is Tyler Lockett and for him to have like the the two really bad snafus it was like oh come on you got to you can't do Tyler like this and yeah he that f- that fumble man that was that was a, that's the kind of th- that's the kind of play that Pete tries to avoid so much right yep. it just a a backbreaking turnover in a terrible position that instantly leads to points like those are the kinds of things that not only do they take the wind out of sails they really kill the momentum it's a huge swing because if we punt there maybe we give up a field goal like th- that was the giants only touchdown on yep. the day right yeah we so, punt I mean, there that- it's it's a it's a big blowout as opposed to a nice big win. Yeah, so it's just it was just it's interesting. Like those kind of plays are are the the, the anti Pete Carroll plays. But I wanted to do one more thing about receivers, which is to I've been you guys have know I've been tracking the slot snaps in this game. Five different players took five or more uh, five or more snaps in the slot. Uh, Disley Metcalf. S. This is an order from least to most. Eskridge, Fant, and Lockett. Fant taking ten snaps in the slot. I love the way that this team is using these guys as interchangeable parts. I also love that the Seahawks are not making Noah Flant, Fant block a lot. He blocked. He pass blocked six times. He run blocked. I'd have to look at the other one, but but he he does not have to block a ton. One of the biggest things that ways Denver misused Noah Fant was you they had him block all the time he blocked like 70 percent of his snaps last year 65 or something some ridiculous amount and that's like taking a ferrari out and then using it to like pull a, tra- a trailer you know it doesn't make it doesn't make any sense like well, let the man run it he's is a fast decent comparison too because he actually is like a very respectable blocker he's just mm-hmm. a very legitimate pass catching weapon and a Ferrari could pull a a Ferrari could pull a, a trailer. You just why would you ever do that? Like that's that's stupid. No, what what do you think? No offense, forty time is four point five zero. Like this guy can run and he's huge. His size speed score is insane. So yeah, I just it doesn't make any sense to do it. All right, finally we get to our boy yeah. Kenneth Walker the yeah. third. That's right, yeah. Kenneth Walker the third. I don't know if I should shorten that drop or leave it like that, but it's just, you got to get that bark in there. You know that <laughs> for K nine, dude, this guy's got that dog in him. He, okay. 18 rushes, 51 yards, but we needed him to run out the clock. And, uh, and we did it. Mission, mission accomplished yeah. 39 yards after contact. Okay. Um, three first, three huge first downs. This, I, I was it the best Kenneth Walker game. No. But this guy is constantly getting hit in the backfield. He's constantly being forced to get almost all of his yards after contact. Oh, that touchdown. 
2.8 yards per attempt, 2.17 after contact. Like every single yard for this guy, he has to fight for it, right? And he does. He does. He's Chris Carson to the max, but way back. He's like the he's like Chris Carson, but to the max. Like to he's, the, a, he's a totally different to his- back, though. Like so, Kenneth Walker was in a situation where they wanted to obviously run the ball every week, but this week he wasn't going to get that chance. Uh, the Giants were going to be kind of keyed in on him and have the ability to stop him. There was one play that if he would have broke it off, that 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 cut back to the right, if he would have actually got that, it would have been, I don't know, I think, again, a much bigger game. He didn't get that, so he kind of has that, that middling game with under three yards of carry. Like you said, he showed up. He showed up when we needed him at the end of the game. When you need to eat clock, that's where he was. That's where he was at. That's where he was good. Uh, yeah, I'm really, really solid I, game. I saw three runs where he was like a shoestring tackle away from being able to break one. I'm with you. I think he. I, I, this could have been another big game. He just didn't break those ones. But like he's always threatening. Yeah, and like you said, he is a different runner than Chris Carson because Carson, we know, he's never going to break away and get 75 yards the way that Kenneth Walker can. Kenneth Walker's a threat to go to the house on every single play. Just a just a joy to have in our, on our team in the backfield. And, oh, yeah, Grandpa Pete Carroll, he didn't overuse him. 18 rushes, right? It's we The offense was moving the ball through the air a little better, so you know what we did? We passed 41 times and we ran – Less than that. Oh, did you I, I just, love that uh, short yardage snap on the first drive when Gino uh, faked that he was uh, changing the play mm-hmm. and they snapped it directly to him and he just ran it up the gut? I love yeah. stuff like that. That's yeah. just beautiful. Gino, and Gino did the did, did the jump thing. Yes. Where he pretend like he <laughs> pretend like you you fumbled it. I always uh, find that quite enjoyable. Uh, I always wonder if that quick, ever Pat, works. If the defense is ever like, oh, he's fumbled it. Oh, they got me. Pat, pass blocking looks looks good. Uh, team team good. That we allowed 13 pressures in this game, which is like it's a little high. Charles Cross had had one where he got kind of beat, but I didn't. Yeah, Cross didn't probably had his worst game, which is to say he had a below average game. I thought it was a just a normal, normal game. Like it was really good for a rookie left tackle. Oh, yeah. That's the thing is you have to grade these guys on a little bit of a curve because rookie offensive linemen generally aren't super good. And if you want an example of what can happen if you stay patient with these guys, all you had to do was look across the field on the other side. <laughs> Andrew Thomas, number 78 for the for the Giants is like, what would you say, Kevin, playing the best left tackle in the league this he year? Had, he had a tire fire rookie season and he's a top three left tackle this year. Yeah, he is. He is among the the best, uh, the best, maybe the best. Uh, but yeah, his rookie year, he was. Um, well, I'm, gonna look, I'm gonna look up his uh, pro football focus grade. It was a 62. He was really good in pass blocking, but he was, or no, he was really bad in pass blocking, but he was decent run blocking. He was just not well, that. And good. He started and off he, even worse than that. Like he had to rebound to get there. Yeah, and then of course our guy, our guy's doing much better than that. So yes, Charles Cross, good, really good at football. Um, we could talk about those rookies all day. They're just they're just crushing it. Um, all right, ready for defense? Yeah. Yep. Okay, Eric, is Uchenna Nuosu? I know Kevin. I know this is your guy, but I'm saving. I'm saving something special for you. Uchenna Nuosu is this one of the best? Where does this rank? Is this better than the Cliff Averill signing? Like one of the. I'm best at that level the now. Best. Uh, no, I don't think it's quite there. I I don't want to like. I don't want to blow too much smoke. But this is obviously like a really smart win by Pete Carroll and John Schneider. Um, I This is probably more of a Kevin question. I was excited. I don't know if excited. I thought this was a good signing, but I didn't know if it was going to be this good. I, 
this is I'm kind of blown away every week. And this week so, he wasn't like you know he didn't have those big sack numbers until the end when it really counted. And yeah, it right. He was really good. <laughs> put the game. He put the game away. Yeah. Six run stops too. This guy, this yeah. guy can play on all four downs. That's like the impressive thing to me is that it's it's hard to uh, to to overstate that uh, that that kind of impact, guys. Uh, Kevin, this one's for you. This is what I say for you. Oh boy, we played the running team in this game. <laughs> Thirty-three of sixty-five snaps with a nose tackle. Twenty by Al Woods. And I think it was, let me see, 13 by Brian Monet. I mean, the Seahawks, they they changed what they were doing to, to beat this this running offense, right? Yeah, and it, uh, okay. So I'm going to give credit to a Reddit user, uh, LuckyCharms93 posted this, um, which grabbed data that I was trying to grab already anyway. Kevin's, Kevin's always after his Lucky Charms 93 That's right. Um, so... <laughs> Uh, I think one of the biggest differences is that shift, and we talked about before, um, 3-4-4 and 3-3-5 looks uh, on the defense. So when you're playing with three down linemen shifting somebody over the nose, that's something we've been doing a lot more in the last three weeks. And I think that what that's allowed to happen is we can actually play a much more aggressive um, defensive front, and that's what our players are more naturally disposed towards doing. So... I do think that that has a lot to do with it. And Saquon was getting hit in the backfield and his life was pretty miserable. Like he, he got some, he got some yards a couple of times, but he, he got wrecked. 27 run stops. That's a, a, a kind of nutso number for 65 snaps. Like these guys were just, yeah, they were swarming to the run. Even Barton, your boy, your boy, uh, Eric, but he had to play 33 snaps in this game because Neil Neil got dinged up, had to miss 10 plays. I don't have any the most, bad things to the say most, about this week. The most stressful 10 plays of my life. Because I was like, <laughs> please only be a cramp. This guy is this secret sauce. Speaking of secret sauce, 16 plays with three safeties on the on the field this game. Yeah. Love, you, lo- you love to see it. You love to see it. The return of LJ Collier, the prodigal son, returns. Uh, he got a nice quarterback hit. He batted a pass down. Batted a pass uh, with his gigantic I, arms. I thought it was weird that he was active over Adams, but I think it was a game plan thing. Uh, those guys will probably rotate. They'll We'll see who's active next week. It will depend on the other team. They wanted to play a lot of nose tackles, so they knew they were going to use Woods. They knew they were going to use Monet, and they wanted Collier in there to be, to be the big end, you know, to try to get in there and uh, to do some stuff for them. I, I, I kind of dig it. Uh, yeah, I'm. I don't know. This defense is really playing good since since week four. They're the number one uh, DVOA defense in the league. We've now worked our way up into the top six in DVOA. I mean, and I'll, people can act like it's a mirage, but at some point you have to understand that we are a really good football team. Now there's some issues still. I'm not I'm not trying to be a captain positivity, which I generally am. Um, this defense lacks a true field tilter. You could say maybe Nuosu is turning into that guy or Woolen maybe is that guy, but I, I don't totally buy that. The, the thing for me is that this defense is probably still one great player away from being a great defense, but it is a good defense. And with the way the offense can cook, the talent that we have on offense and how good Geno's playing, I don't think they need to be a great defense. I think they just need to be a good one and we'll be competitive in every game. There's only really three or four good teams in the whole league. So I'm not, I'm not scared of very many teams. Like we have going at Kansas city. That's, that's brutal. That's going to be tough. That's going to be fun to watch though. I'm not expecting the win, but we can hang in there with the Kansas city though. It'll be be a great test. You know what I love? And I know, I know Eric loves this. 
This is the first year in a while I feel like we are out coaching other teams consistently. Kevin, yeah. I love that. You're correct. Came in with a game plan this week and, and executed. Yeah, played more nose tackle. Brought those. Brought that big that big nickel. Stuffed some stuff some runs. Uh, we got more Bart Barton this week than than usual, which I think was part of the game plan. Played maybe, more three tight end, two and three tight end sets. Uh, maybe do less Barton kind of next week. They're doing. You know, Barton, had, <laughs> Barton had a good week this uh, week. Let's not Bart. Let's save it up. They're gonna. They're going to be Barton against Arizona. That's like a that's like an eight snap game for Cody for Cody Barton. <laughs> like the 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 you can't you can't roll him out there against Arizona. That's just uh, that would be criminal to him. The way the way they like to put like a million wide receivers on the field. Yeah, they're not. They ain't going to do that. Don't worry, Eric. <laughs> they won't. They won't put your boy out there. But uh, yeah, secondary looks good. Another another solid game from uh, from Tariq Woolen. Uh, another really solid game from Michael Jackson. <laughs> So then, yeah, I just, I don't know. I think it's weird. It's weird. But the team, it's just a bunch of guys playing really good and playing really good together. I think and, Michael uh, Jackson really benefited because, man, they let the defensive backs like um, they got you got to be physical in coverage. And yes, Barton yeah. and Jackson both really benefited from that, as did the Giants entire defensive backfield. Um, so, but it was called really evenly the whole game. So it was a, it was a good game to be Michael Jackson in coverage. So, uh Austin Blythe, knee sprain. It's a little sore today. Uh, they don't know yet. Uh, Daryl Taylor, hip injury. Uh, he he got three plays, and then he just said he didn't. He he said he didn't have the push that he wanted, and so uh, they didn't want him to re-injure himself. So they just held him out the rest of the game. Uh, Neil, it's just cramps. Uh, Thank and then, goodness. <laughs> uh, that was scary. Uh, Alden Robinson and Daryl Johnson are both working their way back. Uh, Carol thinks Daryl is closer than Alton. He thought he thought Alton Robinson would get back last week, but the trainers are telling him that he's got to wait a couple more weeks. So I'm I don't know. I, mean, I wouldn't be that excited about Daryl Johnson coming back, but Pete Carroll is. So so what do I know? Uh, Shelby Harris quote factory another good game. I one thing I love is that this defense, Kevin. We we had the conversation like four weeks ago. We said what is it going to take for this defense to make the next step? And we said guys. Coming back from injuries and com- contributing into the rotation, Ryan Neal has been a revelation at strong safety, uh, playing so much in the box. I think in this game he was 29 snaps in the box, and he's just been he's just been excellent in that role as a box safety. Uh, just seeing um, seeing Shelby Harris come in and instantly become just a bedrock of the defensive line rotation, uh, giving you know no no defensive lineman on our team played more than 40 snaps. That was Shelby Harris out of the 65. This is a team that, uh, Nuosu 52. I mean, if you consider those guys defensive linemen, but there's one last guy we got to talk about, and this is all Eric. I'm ready. Because this is your man, dude. This is this is your guy. Oh, is it? Yes, it is. Bruce Irvin. It's, I love it. I love it. I'm glad you called him my guy. Renaissance Renaissance performance from Bruce, right? The man yeah, came so home. I, I, I smiled and I looked at my wife during the game and I said like, uh, do you remember Bruce Irvin? Do you remember when we drafted him? She's like, I remember the name because, you know, she just, just wants so much football. Like, I'm just so glad to see him as an old man, uh, like an old NFL guy coming in, playing that veteran role, still looking fresh. Um, it's, yeah, he's 30. He's almost 36, dude. It's, it's just, great homecoming. I mean, this guy is yeah. like, geez, the lasting memory of, of old Bruce Irvin, or I guess young Bruce Irvin, was when we lost Super Bowl 49 and Gronk. You know, just kind of talk trash to him after the Patriots took over the ball. 
because Irvin took that mm-hmm. like really personally, and I was like, man, this is getting ugly. Um, and that was a guy who really wanted to win. Remember, remember when we drafted him, the Jets were the only other team that uh, I shouldn't say the only other team, but a lot of people said it was a bad draft. And supposedly Rex Ryan and his foot fetish came to Pete Carroll and said, hey, good call there. Uh, we were going to pick him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you picked up on that. Um, we were going to pick him with the very next pick. And he's had a, a great NFL career. Um, and he's just playing stellar football for us. He's just plugging those holes. And I don't know, man. I Something about it is just like we can't have Bobby. We got rid of the old Seahawks. But that little flavor we brought back. I don't. I don't think it's like the game changer for us, but it's it's starting to be a little more glue than I think this that I think this team needs. I I think that in a vacuum, like Bruce Irvin does not, does not play twenty four pass rush snaps if Taylor's healthy, right? Agreed. It's it's uh it's it's close. He's down closer to like twenty twenty five, and Taylor eats all those snaps, goes up to around thirty. But but I mean, it was great to see to see him get out there and and be able to contribute and not. Just be a black hole, right? The, the thing you don't want to happen is a guy that's old like that and he just gets washed on every play and he's just totally worthless. That's a no, he's that's kind of it. He's up on the ball and that's important. He's certainly better than the young guys consistently. Had his Mike Bennett snap mm-hmm. where he took off well before it was going to be snapped. <laughs> yeah, 100%. And, it, and he. He had a missed tackle or a couple of missed tackles, but I mean, it's, it's, it's a good, it's a good solid. He played like really. a solid role-playing rotational edge. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's clear that he has, he has gas in the tank and can contribute to winning football team. Like that's, that's a, you need guys like that. You need guys like that to fill out the end of your rotation and it's great to have him back. Okay. Anyone else stand out on the offense or defense for you guys before we, uh, before we go to the uh, third phase? Uh, no, I thought it was just, that's the thing. Nobody really stood out. It was just a really consistent performance. No, no else who stood out. Well, sure. But I mean, like (laughs) outside of, outside of the people that have been mentioned, like, uh, cause I think Neil stood out in his own way too, but I think it was one of those things where it was like, this is just a lot of consistent team football. I kind of figured out how much Ryan Neal matters when, when he laid down on the ground and and as the, the feeling of <laughs> the feeling of relief I had when they started just doing the cramp stretches, like that feeling that I had of relief, I was like, oh, this guy really matters a lot for this defense. And the thing is, is that this was probably the plan. This def- the, the thing that threw a wrench in our whole season, the reason this defense was struggling so much at the beginning of the year was that our plan was to use Jamal Adams in that role, right? Our plan was to have Jamal Adams in the box all the time and have him disrupting plays and and playing the run in the past the same way that we have Neil. It's maybe blitzing a little bit more, but I don't think it would have been wholly dissimilar to what we see Ryan Neal doing right now and being so successful. In. And I don't think it's crazy to say Jamal Adams is probably better than Ryan Neal. I think that's a safe bet. <laughs> I'm not trying to diss Ryan Neal. He's playing very good football right now. Like if he keeps this up, I will stump for him for Pro Bowl level football. But Jamal's a very talented football player and got drafted in the top 10 for a reason. And it messed us up when he had neither of these guys. We didn't have Jamal, the the pro, the all-pro. We didn't have Ryan Neal, the guy who can play as a proer. We we were stuck with with no one. We had no one to play that role in the box except for your boy, Eric. C. Barton. <laughs> so so <laughs> well, and he, was, he was he saved up all his special energy, used it this week. <laughs> we just wait another three, four, maybe five games. He'll be, he'll be right back. Yeah, I think it's that locket quote, and I'm not going to go into the throwing shade or not throwing shade part, but him saying, I think the biggest thing is that it's amazing what we can achieve and nobody cares about who gets the recognition. Nobody's chasing stats out there. 
the full just the full plain. quote made it seem made it very clear that wasn't about Russ. Um, yeah. Also, you want me to read the he, rest of it to make it? he went on no, but he went on Eisen this week and would not say one single bad thing about Russ. I think that might be as much pointed at the Legion of Boom as it is at as people. A lot of people are saying, "Oh, that's definitely about Russ." I think that's definitely about like Richard Sherman and Earl Thomas. Or just about ego in general. Like that's the ego. Ego Earl. in general for all of them is what. Remember how Earl had. acted when? Remember how Earl acted when Cam Chancellor had out, like I, held out, and I don't know. Like I just think, yeah, I think there was there was a lot of ego on that defense, and I do think that it created the part. I don't think that you can give Russell Wilson all the credit for that friction between him and that defense. No, that I think that is unfair to Russ. I is Russ a, a weirdo? Yes. <laughs> Do I think it was mo- more his fault? Probably. But I think that there's definitely something to be said for the way that defense uh, thought about him and acted and the egos on that team. It was difficult to manage, and I'm not surprised it kind of, in a way, flamed out pretty spectacularly and has led to a lot of dr- drama over the weeks. I mean, every week I feel like we get a new drama drop uh, from from, <laughs> from the whole si- from the whole situation. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't help that Russ is corny and... He stops saying. And keeps being corny. Well, he, caught, he stopped saying "Let's ride." And then and he brought it he stops, back. Let's ride. You hear it? He brought it <laughs> so, back, and he but he looked at the camera and kind of pointed and, and ended it with "baby," and it was like, "Oh, let's back ride. on the naughty list." <laughs> I, I like the way he looked like that too. And the 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 reporter looked like she wanted to kill herself. Yes. <laughs> okay. So no, hey, what Jason, my what you were saying though about oh. the drama, just adding on to that, uh, I've. Over the years, I I was always saying like, man, if we'd have won Super Bowl forty nine, I bet we could have gone for three, maybe four in a row. And as, as time goes on, I'm like, no, no, I don't know. <laughs> Those I, yeah, there's just too many egos, no, right? It's like, really it just... like, I mean, look at that next season. It was it was a hell of a hangover, like losing to the Bengals like fourteen points unaccounted for in the last five minutes of the game, and Earl just kind of looking at everyone like, where are you supposed to be? And it was like, Earl, that was your that was your spot, wasn't it? Um, yeah, just something to think about, like flamed out spectacularly. That's the best way to put it, Nathan. Yeah. I mean, it's not, the team was always competitive. They were always pretty good. I think it's a credit to Pete Carroll that we, that we didn't, that we, he, the same way, like when you look back at Antonio Brown and you think, man, Mike Tomlin kept the lid on that guy for like 10 years. (laughs) I think, I think I I respect that so much. The same thing with the, with Pete Carroll right here. He kept that group playing together, really doing the doing a great job in a way that I think most guys couldn't have done. Most people could not have kept that together and and gotten to so many play so many playoff appearances, the to the two Super Bowl appearances. Like he just Pete Carroll is 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 an awesome coach. So kudos to him. I think at this point no one would argue that uh that point. And I, at this point, you know, if you if he's he's done so good, I think you, we should hear him out about 9/11. So uh, <laughs> just, just, oh, just kidding. Guys. Every week, I want to okay. make that joke. I, I'm, I'm trying. I'm going to try to work it in a few more times before the end of the season. Jets uh, pass rush can't melt Steelers quarterbacks. Uh, we'll, we'll see. On, we'll see in week 17 when he goes to the Memorial. What he thinks. So the uh, Jason Myers point after touchdowns, three for three, uh, made the field goal even though it got blocked. Made a 50 yarder. That Jason Myers. Automatic. That never, I love never how out. disappointed that dude was when his block didn't block it. it did it, <laughs> hit, looked, it hit the cross? Did it hit crossbar too, right? It, hit well, crossbar. It, it cleared the crossbar and hit the um the, the part behind part. the crossbar. Yeah. yeah. Either way, man. It's, but he's like I, going, yeah. And then he turns and goes, 
Oh, <laughs> it went in. Uh, Dix- Dixon still very yeah. Dixon still very good at football. Uh, one touchback, but two inside the twenty. Uh, did a nice job controlling, helping us control field position, and really uh, just sticking it to a Giants team that wants to run the ball. But we forced them to become a, a bit of a throwing team, and they just suck. They're Giants. Oh, come on, they're they're overachieving because quarterback that can throw. <laughs> they're overachieving because there's two reasons. Okay, one. Uh, we've talked about this a little bit on this podcast. Running, we're in a we're in a cycle right now where running might be the answer to what defenses are doing because defenses have definitely figured out how to stop the pass. We see this across the league. Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, these quarterbacks that with superlative skills that we all think are great are really really struggling. Aaron Rodgers is struggling, right, Eric? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Eric hates Eric hates Aaron Rodgers right now because he he drafted You're him to be his supposed to be bedrock the best his bedrock back in the league back to back MVPs Eric people try and I don't build see the three feet happening fantasy team all right you know what you should have you should have uh you should have immunized your team from uh <laughs> lied about it from Aaron, from Aaron Rodgers yeah, I, I, I no no have... immunized immunized not vaccinated oh uh, good point so, so Okay. Can I draft pack then, McAfee? I, I wish. Uh, okay, then finally, uh, yeah, that's it. That's it. That's all I got. Um, D- DVOA watch. We're up to sixth. Uh, oh, all three f- phases. Disley, right guy in the right spot. Yeah, 100%. Anyway. Uh, seven off- seven offense, seventh in offense, 11th in defense, ninth in special teams. There is no phase of the game that is, that is failing at this point. The defense has risen from the dead. I think after three weeks, we were 32nd. So just uh just yeah, keeping keeping putting in those work. Speaking of putting in the work, this week we get to face one of our favorite opponents, the Arizona Cardinals, 30th in DVOA, 26th in offense, 19th in defense, and 27th in special teams. The Arizona Cardinals are putting together an absolutely special season that should find them towards the bottom of the NFC. I just am enjoying every moment of this because as it's as it's known, me and Kevin both thoroughly hate Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah, I almost <laughs> wish he'll win a couple so they keep him around another year just so exactly. I can keep hating him. But the longer the longer he stays, the better we feel. Uh they found a way to blow to blow it last week uh against uh they so they're playing Minnesota, a team that notoriously always blows it, right? Not- notoriously Minnesota Bad in blows prime it. time. But uh yeah, they got they got to uh what was it? 26-28 uh, Arizona with like 12 minutes to go. And uh, they couldn't couldn't fit, couldn't find that uh that that magic that special sauce that they needed to put away a team that always blows it. <laughs> uh, so okay, what 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 scares us about the Cardinals? Well, I'll tell you what scares me: DeAndre Hopkins. We are going to see how good Tariq Woolen is this week, right? Yes. This is this is a test. Last week, DeAndre Hopkins received 13 targets, got 12 catches for 159 yards. I would say that the performance enhancing drugs are working. <laughs> his, perform- his performance seems to have been enhanced. Uh, he is a very good football player. Rondell Moore, their number two wide receiver coming out of the slot, uh, seven for 92. They use him on the outside a little bit when they get like four guys on the field or three guys on the field, four guys on the field, but mostly lines up in the slot. They have another dangerous slot guy because this team loves to come out with one running back, no tight ends and four, uh, four wide receivers um, or three wide receivers and Sackerts, but not on the line. <laughs> <laughs> Zach Ertz on the outside. Uh, I don't know. I hate the off their offense so much. It it honestly makes me frustrated watching it. I I can't imagine being an Arizona fan. It's the almost like they, it's a middling college offense that's outdated. When they run the ball, like they did fourteen runs last game. Do you get one flashbacks? 
they run these stupid like uh like outside zone plays that are so crappy and they never do anything they they never I, I don't know what what are they what's the goal yardage for that play what's the goal of that play do they think like oh, okay we'll be bad most of the time but we're gonna bust one because they're never gonna bust one I don't it doesn't make any sense it's to based me. based on the like college concept that no college outside of like Alabama has four good corners so someone's going to like mess up but it's the NFL mm. so that doesn't happen so you just yeah. end up looking like an idiot they they run these plays and that I think yeah yeah the idea is that oh someone will miss their assignment or someone they'll be too slow. They'll be too slow to get to Eno Benjamin. No, they they won't be too slow to get to Eno Benjamin. They get they get right to him. Yeah. They get, yeah. They'll get they'll get right to him every time. It's it's incredibly frustrating to watch. I don't understand it at all. The Arizona Cardinals offense is horrific. Their defense is is not horrible cuz JJ Watt's still healthy. Um, knock on wood. That's if you're a time an bomb. Arizona Cardinals fan, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, as, as long as he stays healthy, they will be an average defense. They have enough pieces to run like they have these interchangeable parts in the center of the field. Isaiah Simmons, uh, Zayvon Collins, uh, Deontay Thompson. They all these guys can kind of play similar roles and line up in different spots, and it can mess with the the offense. Where the, all of a sudden one of those guys is blitzing. We saw this in our first game against them. Collins kind of terrorized us a little bit because he uh, he was able to move around the field and and kind of I don't know the the skies where he was coming. It's from. hard to handle Watt and. Mm-hmm. So yeah, whoever yeah. the and is can get some pressure there. Yeah, Zayvon Collins had two sacks and two tackles for loss, a uh, pass deflected and two quarterback hits in the first game. So yeah, he just had an all around good defensive performance that I thought, yeah, that they they're able to disguise. You know what's fun though? Um, the three three five look is exactly what you want to play against them. The style of defense that we've like morphed into is exactly what Arizona doesn't want to see, and mm-hmm. that's gonna be a really good matchup. The other yeah, thing there's is a reason there's a reason they only scored nine points on us the first time. Yeah. And then I the mean, other this, de- this defense is is built to beat them. Gina 100%. being willing to throw deeper, like the way that we've been taking more shots, the way mm-hmm. we're forcing them to defend all over the field is going to be a big problem. Like, I, I don't think Arizona wants to see us. We're a really bad matchup for them. Yeah, also, I they're think, not. Good. I mean, it wasn't that long ago. We played them, guys. Yeah. It was two, three weeks, nine. Ago. weeks ago. Yeah, it was 19 and nine, three weeks ago. So we went we went to three and three in week six. That I I do agree, Kevin. That that the the def- our defense with their offense on the field seems like a very good matchup for us. The other side of that coin, the offense against their defense, I think is is more even. You know, it's it's a more even matchup. Um, I'm looking for big plays. Like I think that's that's how we uh we get we get away with this one. We we kind of run away with the game. Is uh, Metcalf has a big play, or Kenneth Walker busts one, and Buston makes him feel good. You know, something something like like that. Uh, is what we uh what we're looking for in this one. Are you guys ready for scores or any thoughts about the Cardinals? I mean, we didn't play them that long ago, so we've kind of just reviewed them a couple weeks ago. Go back and listen to the uh the three weeks ago podcast. I think we were that podcast would be titled uh, Seahawks versus our at Chargers, and that's where we talked a lot about the uh the Cardinals game. So, all right, I'll go. Eric, what's your score? Oh, Kevin, what's your score? Jumping in, I'm going big, thirty to thirteen, Seattle. Wow. Oh, wow. This, oh, no, th- this is bad. This is uh, uh, we're in trouble. We're getting too confident. Go ahead, Eric. <laughs> Go ahead, Eric. Um, I, I think the Cardinals are going to put up more points than they did the last time. Uh, they have DeAndre I Hopkins. I agree. 13. I, Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, Hopkins makes a big difference to me, too. I know I, the Vikings I aren't agree. like a, uh, a world beater, but, you know, look at the stats that 
Kyler Murray There's... threw up over 300 yards passing. Uh, almost half of it is to DeAndre Hopkins. But let's just say we can't Minnesota, shut him down. Minnesota is such a weird study because advanced stats hate them. Yes. Whether you look at EPA, DVOA, like no advanced stat service is like, oh yeah, the Vikings, but they're six and one. They keep winning football games. Um, they might be the, the team of destiny this year. But if you look at the Vikings, what they did against the Cardinals, they put up very Seahawk numbers. Like Kirk Cousins had a good completion. Uh, Dalvin under, Cook crushed under it. Under 250 yards. Dalvin Cook crushed it. Two touchdowns for Kirk Cousins. We, That's, could, we could totally emulate that. You're right. We could totally emulate that. Having said that, I think we're probably in the 31-24 realm Seahawks. And this is my first time picking the Seahawks in a while. I've uh, I've kind of... I'm finally in on the in on the we can compete in any game, and if we lose, then I'll go back to picking the other team. Uh, I love <laughs> us. I love us at home. I think that's going to give us a nice zap of energy. We've been on the road so much uh, to start the season. Oh no, we're at Cardinals. Oh wait, that's a home game too. Okay, so gosh, I I, I just set myself up for that one. Okay, uh, so at Cardinals, we're at home. Let me go. That field. The goal is to not get on injured. The um oh breaking news five hours ago okay uh we waved sydney jones oh that's too bad uh but trey, trey brown's coming back couldn't that's get that conditional not, seven that's that's not too bad yeah we went okay. to everyone and said you sure you sure you don't want him well i hope i hope i hope we can get him uh we can get him uh on the practice squad or something sydney jones is a good football player okay i'm gonna go 30 to 19 uh seattle seahawks so there we go there are many ways to support the Seahawks Nest podcast, the best way to do so, head over to uh, punthub.us and for as little as $1.24 a month, uh, get access to Patreon. Uh, we are, looks like we're heading towards a picks cast this week, boys. We're going to do it. So, yeah, the picks podcast returns this week. Uh, we're at 68 patrons. So, you know, we need one more to get back to the perfect number. No one quit, though. I get an alert when someone quits, which just means someone's credit card lapsed. It's too bad. So, so this happens a lot actually uh so if every if no one's credit card ever laps we'd have well over 100 patreons and then there's a button i can click to send everyone an email and i'm like no i'm not gonna do that that's that's messed up so, so <laughs> if you think you're a patreon you might want to go check in and make sure that your credit <laughs> card didn't lapse i don't know whatever uh thanks to the people who who support the show uh, helps us pay for all those stat services, pro football focus, and all that good good stuff. So thanks to Emmanuel, Andy, Brett, Cooper, do it all for the Tucci, Evan, Flocktimus, Gavin, Greta, James, Jos, Joshua, Lucas, Rad Dad, Nikki C, Ryan, Timothy, Tom, Astro, Blake, Bob, Casey, David, Foles, Jay, Michelle, Mike, Mike, Richard, Thomas, Brandon, and Nick. Oh, there, there I figured out one person who, who laughs right there because that's a name I, I've said like a hundred times. Maybe I'll send him a message on Discord. <laughs> you know who watch you out are. watch out werewolf i'm coming for it no I'm just kidding. <laughs> he's in all the fantasy leagues too so i, I talk to him often I'd okay invalidate his win if he gets it no, it's oh, patreons yeah, no, no. only we're, we're we're not we're not doing that but uh yeah no yeah it could be could be one of these situations <laughs> okay so this this week, um, I had a lot of thoughts, and one thing that really impressed me this week in the Seahawks stratosphere was uh, Reddit user Show Me the Mortys. Uh, I retweeted him on Twitter. He hit me at the fallback. Um, hey, if you listen to the show, Show Me the Mortys, uh, hit me with the DMs. I would you could I'd love to collab. Uh, anyway, uh, he put a great part that was I felt was like so it was like such a thing that that we would think of, and I 
I'm stunned that I never thought of it. But the scene in Speed where they just nope out of the bottom of the bus and he put on the side of the bus, he put Russell Wilson and then it was Pete and John sliding out the <laughs> bottom and it was crashing into a plane that said let Russ cook on it. Um, or maybe it was maybe it said let Russ cook on the bus and the, the plane said Denver Broncos. I don't know. Either way, just a, an amazing, like amazingly like funny, creative reference. I just thought it was so good. And uh, so I thought, OK, we did really escape. We escaped from this Russell Wilson. Uh, Let's ride. Oh, wait, wait, sorry. Let's ride. Let's uh, ride. Be, be careful, though. It's spicy. Oh, so, unlimited. So, hey, Eric, so Eric, bad. what's the? Do you know what the? Do you know what the spiciest thing on the Danger Witch is? Uh, is it the? Is it the spicy Mayonnaise. Italian meat? It's banana peppers. <laughs> banana peppers are like five Scovilles. It's not spicy, Russ. Okay. Anyway, uh, so the For I Russ, thought that's make, incredibly spicy. Yeah, I mean, yes, and it, he's got to put the leather jacket on and eat it with a blindfold. So anyway. <laughs> I thought, let's put together a list of movies where the characters escape, escape movies, either escaping from prison or a bad situation, just escaping from anything, really. We made a list of 35 movies. We're going to do a classic Seahawks Nest Eliminator, eliminating these movies one at a time. Uh, We'll go through the first ones fast. Uh, I'm going to pick a number between 1 and 10. Eric, what is it? 17. It's between 1 and 10? I pick 5. All right, I win. What what do you you think, Eric? (laughs) 7. He said seventeen. Seven? Oh, it was it was eight. So Five because my birthday because my ber- my birthday is November eighth, guys. Okay, so <laughs> I just, just wanted to throw that out there. So we're gonna go Eric, then Kevin, then Nathan, and we will go uh, in that order, just over and over. No snake, just straight draft. All right, uh, here's the move. Here's a list of movies we came up with before the show started. Okay, if you think of and also just understand, there's we. This is like the edited list slightly. We still ended up with 35 movies. If you have one that you love that we didn't mention here, though, put it in the Discord. I love that's like one of my favorite things is when like, yes, uh, Floctimus or like Astro or Clinton go into the Discord afterwards and just say like what their what movie we just forgot. That's like I I'm always like, dang, that was a good idea. Okay, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Cube, Saw, Papillon. Public Enemies, Escape from New York, The Raid, Shawshank Redemption, The Great Escape, O Brother Where Art Thou, Watchmen, Con Air, Ernest Goes to Jail, The Fugitive, Cool Hand Luke, First Blood, Paddington 2, The Martian, Green Room, Get Out, Ex Machina, Prisoners, Dread, Finding Dory, Guardians of the Galaxy, The Warriors, The Shape of Water, Running Man, Face Off, Room, Escape from Alcatraz, Star Wars A New Hope, Truman Show, Spirited Away, Toy Story 3. Now here's what we're going to do. We need to speed this up. This is too many movies. So for the first three rounds, you get three, count them, three eliminations. All right? Ooh. We got to get down. We got to get down quick. Maybe, actually, let's do two rounds of three eliminations each. Okay, here we go. So, Eric, three eliminations. Go. Martian. The Martian. What, uh, not not escapey enough for you? Yeah, not just not 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 a movie I want to see up top. Um, sorry. I'm sorry. Kevin. It should be. It, it, I, I would. I would have fought for it harder if it was called the Sarcastronaut. Anyway, I know uh, think. Um, c- continue. Jeez, let's go. Uh, let's go. The Warriors. Do you, have, do you have the? Do you have the spreadsheet open? By the way, Eric. No, I don't. Oh, it's right there. I'm it's, seeing it's, it. it's right there. In the chat. Uh, let's so go. Can, the, let's can, go. The Warriors because the Warriors is a fantastic film, but again, not one that I'm putting in my um, in my list of uh, you know something to escape from. In here, what picks will hurt Eric the most? <laughs> That did not hurt you that bad. Don't no, don't even act. It's like a it great did. film, but it's not it's not the escapiest. And let's get rid of Watchmen. 
Watchmen, yeah. That's cool, cool. Really cool scene though, where where he goes, uh, "I'm not locked in here with you. You're locked in here with me." That's and the then, best uh, line in the movie, and it is is the best line in the movie. So okay, uh, uh, Kevin, hit me with three. All right, uh, I'm gonna take out Saw. I, I knew it was coming. I actually already had deleted it before you said it. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed that. Uh, yeah, I, I appreciate that. Uh, you I knew think that was happening. Saw one is a good movie, but it, it is the progenitor of a genre of movies that kind of ruined horror for yep. you for a time. So I, I get it. Uh, yeah, I just I I naturally hate it at this point. Um, Ernest goes to jail is not even the best Ernest movie. So that's yeah, but but, but it's but the it is best various. escape movie, Kevin. I don't know. I don't, He's got to escape I don't even from know jail. That. That's true. I can't remember. I can't even remember Ernest Goes to Jail. I've watched a lot of Ernest movies, but I don't remember. It was any just of fun them. to put Ernest Goes to Jail. Uh, in here. It was a mistaken uh, identity situation because that was a thing. <laughs> and I will eliminate Face Off. There you go. But, there's but, there's but trying to hurt me. Ich, Ichiro, Face Off, and Face Off. Yeah, you okay. Ichiro. Gonna, the best part Kevin. about Face Off is uh, Ichiro liking it. Spirit, Spirited Away uh, is my favorite movie on this list, but I think it does not fit the category super well. It's like a, fr- a fringe. I'm going to go Public Enemies, another good movie, uh, but uh, I don't like it's It's cool, and I understand why it's here, but I just don't want it to win. And then I'm going to go with the movie that I think is the Internet's most overrated movie of all time, and that is Paddington 2, a very enjoyable kids film, but nothing more than that. And I don't get why you guys like it so much. Uh, it's like it doesn't make any sense to me. Like, I'm like, yeah, that was a fun one. That was cute. So, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't really get it. Can, can you can you guys explain the Paddington hype to me? I uh, think it's a very hard movie to dislike. OK, I can do that. And I mean, the that's... Internet wants to dislike everything so by not being a movie that you can actively dislike it becomes the internet's favorite movie all right very very wise kevin i'm all right shifted shifted the movies around we're doing another triple round of triple eliminations eric so get get ready okay i I condensed the list a little bit to make it easier to look at go ahead i see it the wars let's get the wars out of there star wars a new hope Um, all right fine movie but again don't want up on the escapee um finding dory it's time you're out. You're done. I love I love the the octopus, the way he's like kind of sneaking around in that movie. I don't know. I found it very fun. Like when he's like makes himself into a bunch of, like he's camouflaged with a bunch of different stuff. Octopus camouflage is cool. I'm a biology teacher, guys. I'm just going to nerd for a second. OK, Eric, one more. And then just to, to hurt your feelings, uh, the raid. What? Oh, Boo. there's a movie I want that I like better than the raid. And you know what that yeah. is? And you were but very I, clear I mean, that it should not get uh, deleted. That this this should not get deleted. So the raid's out. Sorry, that's the only one that yeah, was I, like a, that, a twisting dagger. All right, it was it wasn't even for me. It was, it was as much for Kevin as it was for me. Even though I do think that the wait, that, my relaxing movie is still in. Yeah. Okay, but uh, let's just say <laughs> this. And I thought the about raid, that, Kevin. It's my it's my peace Dr- offering. Yeah. Dread is just dread is just like the uh, the the inferior sci-fi raid. I'm not, I mean, I don't it's think a good it's movie. inferior. I don't. I love that. Movie. Don't get me. Dread, don't get me Dread is just a sci-fi remake of Raid, so it's sort of like uh, when they redid High Noon in space with Sean Connery. It doesn't make the one directly worse, but I mean, I gotta give the original a lot of credit on that. Okay. Anyway, go ahead, Kevin. Three. Hit me. All right. Um, this is kind of difficult at this point. Uh, we are to the point where I, it's movies are very I've, enjoyable. But after well, after we do these these rounds of triple eliminations, I can reread the list and make it manageable for the listener. Uh, so I'm going to drop uh, <laughs> The Shape of Water because we already dropped uh, Finding Dory. So time to drop Grinding Nemo. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> dropping Escape from Alcatraz. OK. Um, which is a good escape movie, but it 
it's not the greatest movie. Um, and the last one I'm going to dump from this list is Cube. Good call, Kevin. Cube. Cube is like the if Saw was good. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a good way of putting that. <laughs> uh, like Cube is so Cube is like kind of underrated, but but uh, I, and I I kind of enjoy it, but. The ones left on here, I either think are either better movies or movies that I uh, that make my heart feel better. Um. Okay, so I'm gonna eliminate Papillon. I was one of those movies that I always thought like had the right themes and is an older movie that I would actually like, but I just thought it was like good, but not great. And the remake is kind of the same. So either Papillon, same, same thing. Uh, and then uh, I'm gonna get rid of. Uh, I'm gonna get Running Man because Running Man is like oh, so the villain. Sad. The villain. The villain. The, the villains in that movie are just too corny for me, so I just can't take it. The best it. part and the worst part. And then, and then uh, I'm gonna get rid of mm, Con Air, mostly because I don't think Con Air has any chance of winning. So I think just eliminating now is as good as eliminating at any time. And uh, the best part of that movie is the gif of Nicolas Cage waving his hair. Oh, no, the it's best not even, part. It's not even in the movie. It's just a, just the gif. I just need the gif. Oh, I, no, the best part is Garland Green. All right, everything happening with Buscemi and that is so good. No, everything happening with Dave Chappelle. Uh, <laughs> all right, here's the movies that are left. These are the, this is the uh, the final. I don't know what it is. Seventeen, I think. Anyway, uh, now nice the Mrs. Management. <sighs> all right. Uh, okay, fine. Let's eliminate two more. Then let's get rid of. Uh, no, no, I'm not gonna do that. Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Truman Show. Toy Story 3, Guardians of the Galaxy, Room, Escape from New York, Shawshank Redemption, The Great Escape, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou, The Fugitive, Cool Hand Luke, First Blood, Green Room, Get Out, Ex Machina, Prisoner's Dread. All right, Eric, now we're down to one, one elimination. Go for it. Okay, uh, it's sad, but man, this movie's just a bummer. I'm eliminating Room. Mm, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely a movie about escaping. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you know we should be on this list? Old boy. All right, I'm doing it. I'm putting it on the list. I don't even care. It's that good. And it and uh, honestly, it would have stayed on. It would have stayed on. Yeah, there's long. there's no way it would have been eliminated by now. So I don't even feel bad. Do you want about me to do it? Right, do repl- you just want me to since we add another one. Do you want me to start again and do another one or no? No, nah, let's just let's okay. just keep going. Okay, Kevin, hit me. All right, we'll go with. I'm going with Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I just like that that you saying room and then me saying it was a depressing escape movie made me think of Old Boy. <laughs> I mean That's, that fits. <laughs> Attracts uh, so Ferris well. Bueller, the escape factor is not big enough for me, so that's why I put it here. And escaped a whole day of school, though. I don't know. That's pretty sweet. Uh, okay, let's do. Yeah, I guess the Breakfast Club is an escape movie by that standard, though. I'm gonna. It's getting it's getting hard, guys. But I'm gonna go First Blood. Uh, great Ooh. movie, but I I want to I want to I kind of want to narrow in on the category as strongly as I can at this point. And so I'm kind of going to eliminate some ones that I feel like are uh, fringier, uh, fringier in the category. How about that? Yeah, fair. All right. Go go ahead. Um, uh, this or, is a good movie, uh, but I'm taking out Ex Machina. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's, it's time. Yeah, it's a, it's it's really good. And at this point, none of the movies left are bad. Let's just throw that out there as well. Yeah. Go ahead, Kevin. Um, this is really hard. Uh, I am going to eliminate... Truman Show. Oh, I was, I was like hope that was like a sneaky one that I, th- I was hoping to get close to the end. That's a good movie. It's really enjoyable. Um, 
I feel like there's a few better representations in here still. It was either that or Guardians of the Galaxy, but I think you're going to eliminate that, so I'm okay with it. Um, the Prison Escape in Pri- Guardians was really good, though. Oh, I'm going to go to Prisoners. Uh, it's a good movie, but it's like 20 minutes too long. And uh, I think... I don't know. It's good. I mean, there's every actor in this movie is sweet. Like Hugh Jackman, Jake Gyllenhaal, Paul Dano. Like they got they they the got performances it out here, they, are so good. It's hard to it's yeah. hard to take. Also, out. it's still even new, so everything's technically very well done. Yeah, it's just the the problem is it's, it's a little bit long for me, and I do think like um, also it's a rescue movie, not an escape movie, technically. Yeah, and it's like there's just the puzzles in the there's like puzzles in this movie, but they're like. I don't know. They're like CBS miniseries level of like dif- like difficulty <laughs> to figure out. I don't know. It's just like this. The script isn't like blowing my doors off or anything. It's a, it's a solid four out of five. Don't get me wrong. Like it's a good movie, but I just I, don't know. I think it's time. How about that? Uh, Eric, back to you. Uh, Guardians. Great, great film. A uh, lot of fun. Not not super high on my escapeism. Really cool escape from prison scene, yes. though. Yes. Like just like just a blast. That movie's really fun. Sets it's- up a lot of characterization in that scene. Yep, yes, 100%. I totally agree. Good call. And Kevin. that guy's leg. <laughs> <laughs> you really got the leg? <laughs> so, I don't know. This is funny. All right, um, Kevin. I'm going to go with, uh, man, this is really hard. These are, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to drop Toy Story 3 here, um, mm. which is difficult because it's a good movie and a fun movie. It's my favorite Toy Story. Okay, let me see. Where are we at? We're at. Uh, we're down to top ten here. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Okay, let's do top ten. Green Room, Get Out, Old Boy, Escape from New York, Dread, Shawshank, The Great Escape, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou, The Fugitive, Cool Hand Luke. Um, I'm ready to be the villain that eliminates movies that everyone loves because at this point, I like all of these movies a ton, mm-hmm. and there are some that I just like less than others. So uh, I'm going to do it, guys. I'm going to be the villain and eliminate Shawshank. <laughs> Uh, I know that's like uh, the most popular movie of all time or whatever. So you can hate me if you want, but I would just, I like all these. Other it's movies an excellent movie, better. but like you're eliminating an excellent movie I, no matter what. I, I wish the raid was here instead of dread. That's like the only, uh, only, <laughs> only regret for me, Eric, for you as a friend, happy birthday, dread. It's out. <laughs> okay. All right. I wasn't going to eliminate it cause I love that movie. I know. And it's I like love a- it too. And I don't know, besides Kevin's, uh, you know, meditation on it, uh, it's it's maybe I think we all love it for different reasons. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Kevin, Kevin goes into the he goes into the sensory deprivation chamber. But the only thing in there is actually the movie. Some Dread people Blank, listen so to relaxing. Yacht Rock. <laughs> Kevin puts on Dread. I put on Dread. You know, <laughs> here's the thing. One must know reality in order to escape it. And oh, so, it's my favorite. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, I'm going to eliminate <laughs> The Great Escape. OK, yeah. a movie that is a little bit too self-indulgent at times. A little bit. That was very nice. That was very nice they you. may have written uh, in a motorcycle scene just because someone demanded it in their contract. All right. The I'm name go with, gives uh, it away. I'm gonna go with Oh Brother, Where Art Thou at this point. Oh, um, we're, we're, get, Ooh, we're getting down to the we're getting down. Fine picking in a singing. <laughs> we got we got we're getting down to the nitty gritty here, and I just wanna I just wanna make sure that more I, I'm giving myself a better chance of having one of my favorites get to the end. So uh Eric, back to you. Lots of great films here. Lots of love for these films. Old Boy is out. Oh! I, I just don't think it's going to win. Dark and Horse movie that came in late and almost I know it, finished. Yes. It almost made it. It almost made it to the end, even with the, uh, with the, it wasn't even part of the original thing. What, it, okay. One thing I was thinking about the other day, Eric, and I think you'll enjoy this anecdote, is that I was thinking about like, what's the best Marvel shows? What's the best scene in any Marvel show? 
And I was like, you know what the best scene in any of those Marvel shows is? Daredevil. It's when Daredevil yes. ripped off the yeah. scene from Old Boy. That's because that's one of the best scenes in any movie. <laughs> it's like, it's like, hey, you know what? If you're going to rip off a scene, go for the goat, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Shoot for the top. And then, and then, you know what? To be honest with you, Daredevil did a good job with it. Yeah. It's not like they ripped, it's not like they ripped it off and did it a crappy version. They did they, an awesome version. They took version. the hammer away. It was fun. Yeah, they just had, he had he had some sticks instead. That's right. <laughs> he had some he had some little sticks. Yeah, okay, hey, sticks just I, leave a few bruises. <laughs> all right, Kevin. Oh man, this is like all gas, no breaks. Ooh. Green Room, Get Out, Escape from New York, The Fugitive, and Cool Hand Luke. Kevin's are all I have great movies. I have I have a very strong opinion about which one I want to win. Actually, it's not, and it's probably not what you think. I'm gonna drop Get Out. Okay. okay. Uh, just because I feel like the other four hit the theme better. I still haven't seen that movie, so I'm so glad you guys took it off. Because you I, haven't seen Get Out. Yeah, get yeah, out. Yeah, all right, this, let's do the yearly. Eric hasn't seen Get Out speech. All right, but title that's of why, the movie is what I have to say to you right now. That's why get I out. didn't. That's why I didn't eliminate it, though. Because you, I wait, you saw to be good you've, you you've only seen uh, you you've only seen us. Then yes. you haven't seen Nope either, right? Uh, nope. Oh man, I like Us was one of those movies though that got better when I watched it twice and thought about it a lot. Yeah. But it was like. It was it was like it went from good to great for me. Get out is good on the first watch, man. You'll just like love it. Uh, all right. Uh, mm, uh, mm. This is my last. This is my last elimination. Oh wait, it's Kevin's turn, right? No, no he I just eliminated. Oh, you just you took out the get out. get out. Oh, you did get out. Uh, okay, I'll do cool hand Luke. I guess. Ah, uh, I think that Paul Newman rules mm-hmm. and Harry Dean Stanton's in this movie, which is the coolest thing. Uh, that you can do to your movies, uh, but but it's not the one I want to win, so uh, I think I'll do it. Okay, we got The Fugitive, Escape from New York, and Green Room, Eric. Yeah, what plus you know the guy from The Naked Gun is really good in that movie, too. Um, man. Okay. Uh, De- Den- are you talking about Dennis Hopper? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> the guy who does the breath of wouldn't it be, commercials. Wouldn't it, wouldn't, it be, wouldn't, it be Dennis, wouldn't it be funny if Dennis Hopper was in, was in Naked Gun? <laughs> uh, oh, it would have been a totally right. different movie. Uh, funny for different reasons. <laughs> Maybe I'm funny, but funny, but like only to dorks like us. <laughs> so even though I can't, uh, I can't king make something. I can take something away, and I'm looking at my favorite movies here. And maybe it's because I watched John Carpenter's Vampires, but Escape from New York is out. You are All right. the worst. I dig it. I'm I dig sorry, it. Escape from, Escape from New York winning would have been kind of weird. I think it's a so good too. movie, but it's, but it's also like I'm glad it made it this far. I'm glad it wasn't Escape from LA. Um It's such an it's such an <laughs> it's such an us movie. That's a that's definitely part of it. His but name I recently is Snake Pliskin. The end. I recently watched it and uh and I the best the best line in the movie is when he's the president of what? Anyway, uh go, <laughs> Kevin Kevin, uh, which movie are we eliminating? Green Room or The Fugitive? Oh, this is really, Kevin. really difficult because um, both of these are excellent ha- movies. So one of these movies is the one I wanted to win. I think you probably figured out which one at this point. I am going to eliminate Green Room. No! Oh! Kevin! No! Kevin did it what? Provisic? No! Good call, Kevin. Uh, um. I, oh, I eliminate. I it doesn't matter. The spreadsheets are done at this point. Okay, uh, it's the Fugitive, 1993's action fil- action thriller. Uh, I want to say a word of silence for Green Room, which I think is really cool and also very very relevant because it involves Nazis. Um, <laughs> Great movie. It's so good. Uh, okay, the Fugitive though. Let's talk for a few minutes about it. Uh, Eric, kick us off. You were first in the list. You get to go first. Uh, Fugitive, starring Harrison Ford as Doctor Richard Kimball and Tommy Lee Jones 
as Deputy U.S. Marshal Sam Gerard. What do you think? This is one of the top movies for both Harrison Ford and Tommy Lee Jones. Why we like these guys as actors. There's a lot of tension. Is he going to oh, be caught? Oh, there's so much tension. When is he going oh. to be caught? Uh, Kevin did a joke earlier when he said The Fugitive. He said something. He said, I don't care. And I picked that up. That's a little joke because Tommy Lee Jones says to Dr. Richard Kimball when he's like, I didn't kill my wife. And Tommy Lee Jones, he's like, I'm not here for that. I'm here to catch you. I don't care. I'm here to do my job. And so Dude, it's I, uh, it's Harrison Ford versus the world and uh, that guy with a weird accent. Nathan, do you know Nathan, what? Joey oh. Pants. You know, Joey Pants is in this movie, 100%. That makes every movie better. Uh, here's the thing about this movie that's great. Okay, and it's the same. It's one of the same things that's great about Green Room. Okay, neither of these movies are subtle. Yep, these movies are like this is what we're doing, and we're gonna do it to the max. We ain't we ain't playing the fugitive ain't playing around with like oh let's slow the movie down a little bit let's let's make let's 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 no no man we got there's no subtlety one's the law the other guy's justice. That's the tension, law versus justice, and we're just going to go on one long, breakneck, uh, high-impact chase. Man. We need, well, let's bridge a little bit between the train crash and jumping out of a waterfall. And yeah, then... I was going to say, <laughs> it's just, let's get stressed, baby. Let's get stressed. This movie this movie rules. It's like, there's like nonstop, there's a, this, there's a sequence of actions movie that is like so long, but it's so well directed. Um and like I don't know, like Andrew Davis, this director, like I, he didn't really like do a ton of other stuff that I was like, oh, I'm super Under excited siege, about that. Above the law, come on, yeah. These are <laughs> well, these are like exactly. You're, you're when he did, gets away from Steven ex- Seagal, things happen. <laughs> oh yeah, you loved Holes. <laughs> I mean, hey, it's not a bad is universally movie. Loved by Under advice of his lo- lawyer, he refuses to answer that question. <laughs> That's right. Hol- <laughs> Pulse is like a Pulse is like a good movie for a movie you might get to watch in elementary school after you read a book. That's true. That's that's exactly where hey, it, uh, where it slots in. That's our next elimination <laughs> or top or fave five movies that Pulse episodes. Harry of and the, the Hendersons. <laughs> yeah, we watch a perfect murder with Michael Douglas after we're done. Anyway, four four. <laughs> that's another Andrew Davis classic, by the way. All right, four four Kevin. For Eric, we will see you next week. Go Hawks.